Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call Planet Earth. Mmm, delicious. It is uh, the 4th of July week, uh, July 1st, the birth of this quote-unquote great nation, (laughs) the United States of America. What do you do to celebrate uh, Independence Day? Uh, do you uh, pull out the old grill uh, that you inherited when you moved away to college, uh, the old charcoal grill, and uh, fire up some burgers and brats? Uh, do you go see the fireworks uh, down on the riverfront? Do you commit a cult ritual? Uh, where you summon the ghost of George Washington and get wishes three and wish uh, upon for immortality, uh, super strength, for them to bring back mushroom ramen at supermarkets. <laughs> All of these are valid ways to celebrate the return of this nation's birthdays. And I will say, why not have mushroom ramen? at the grocery stores anymore. There was only ever one grocery store that I went to that had it, and it is the best flavored ramen, and it is the only one that's vegetarian. And I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but I'm saying there are a lot of people who are vegetarian, and they don't have any real ramen choices. You just buy the ramen packet and don't put the spice packet in. It's wrong. It's wrong. What's your favorite flavor of ramen, Teddy? It's been a minute. I can't say I. I, uh, I can't recall mushroom ramen. At a yeah, store. I can't yeah, remember the last right. time I I actually seeked it out. I don't know that you probably you've probably never seen it because I there's I don't only think I have. It's like a brown package, uh, and it's I've only seen it at one store in my entire life, and it was, it was close to this place I worked at at the time, and I didn't know it was a thing, and I saw it, and then I would just buy a bunch of it. Uh, and then that store stopped serving it, and I also stopped living near Farmington Hills. Uh, and now I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I eat meat again, so I'm fine with the chicken flavored ramen. But it's like, come on, <laughs> give me my mushroom ramen back. What do you do to celebrate the the Fourth of July? Bud Light, cold Bud Light, cold all brew, day. all back. <laughs> Pop one in the cooler. <laughs> Every day, I think. Every day of the year, it's like a Miller Lite, a Bud Light, or Budweiser, but on the 4th of July, yeah, I'm going to take it back. I think 4th of July is a Budweiser-only kind of but, day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, normally, like, uh, I normally get like a Corona <clears throat> or a Sapporo or something like that uh, to drink, but yeah, nope, not on 4th of July. Not on 4th I'm of July, I'm drinking no. America, the beer. Do they still have- uh, King of beers. They still have that on the, the label? The, you know, they called it America for a while or something like that? I think it is on. It should still be on the label. Is it on the other side? Does it say Budweiser, and then on the other, like you know, flipping around says America, or does it just say America on it? I can't recall. But next time you do drink a Budweiser, (laughs) take an extra minute and read the the creed that is on the can. It's actually it's a good read. I don't know that I've I've. It's like a it's like a few sentences. 
it's, it's the the Anheuser Busch Creed, and uh, <laughs> it's it's actually cut off on the can. So like some words you don't actually get. So you might have to look it up on the internet, but. I I think I do want to see read this. You should read it right now. Uh, what what so what what would I even type? Uh, oh, it's probably I, Anheuser Busch quotes on Goodreads. <laughs> but no matter how good the beer, uh, uh, how many honors or awards, how innovative Goose Island would ever be again, someone deep in the crowd would always boo. Jo- Josh Noel, barrel aged stout and selling out Goose Island, Anheuser Busch, and how craft beer became big business. I don't think that's what you were talking about. <laughs> No, it's it's more, it's more romantic than that. Ooh, I, I wish I could just rip it off the top of my head right now. But. Here it is. I think uh, this is the famous Budweiser beer. We know of no brand produced by any other brewer, which costs so much age to brew. Is it sounding familiar? Yeah, that, that our exclusive about right. Beechwood aging produces a taste, a smoothness, and drinkability you will find in no beer at any other price. I, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's like on every can. That's that's uh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. You because I don't I yeah I guess Budweiser does have a fancy label. I I I guess I never like drink it's Budweiser out of a can. It's like, the king of beers. Of, any, they, it has to be fancy. <laughs> yeah. I, anytime I ever have beer, it, a Budweiser, which is not that often, admittedly, I'm at like DTE Energy Music Theater. And they give it to me in one of the like the jugs of like a two foot tall <laughs> yeah. plastic cup. Yeah, uh, I think that's the only time I consume it. So I, I guess I never took the time to. Maybe this maybe this Fourth of July is the time I will do it. I'll I'll just buy myself a sixty four pack of Budweiser for three bucks and and we'll be praying <laughs> for you. Thank you. <laughs> if you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians, painters. Poets, artists, sculptors, directors, writers, and I did say sculptors again, despite <clears> the fact that I still had not had a sculptor on the show. Uh, so if you know any sculptors, send them my way. Uh, only if they're good, though. <laughs> I don't want bad sculptors on the show. Or joke sculptors. I'll keep my eyes peeled. No claymation on this show. <laughs> and uh, But today is no different. Uh, later on, we will be joined by a professional yard sales person uh but right now we are joined by uh, prolific i would say uh extremely talented musician uh he is the uh the singer songwriter primary singer songwriter and the uh, titular uh member of the band teddy roberts and the mouths uh aka my new favorite band and my favorite album of this year so far no joke and marina released a new album this year so and carly ray jepson so that's saying a lot don't get me started on carly right now i'll go off for an hour it's the best that album is so good unreal it's so good but you know what i will say i think your new album is even better uh celebrating uh their new release of their debut album never want to die uh please welcome ted roberts of teddy roberts and the mouths Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks yeah. for letting me be here. <laughs> that was a long-winded and uh, circular intro. What was, <laughs> the, what was the second word you used to describe? Titular. I like that. Yeah. I'll take you it. are the titular Teddy Roberts of Teddy Roberts in the Mouths. I'll take it. Do you go, you, do you, but you go by Ted Roberts, right? Or do you go by Teddy? The Teddy. Teddy's okay. fine. The, the 
the band is is Teddy Roberts and the yes. Miles. Uh, you can call me Ted though. All right, whatever you want. Teddy is funner to say though. I like Teddy. Yeah. All right. That's what we're going with. <laughs> uh, so so Teddy Roberts sands the mouths. Uh, who are you, and what do you do in the band? I I am Ted, and I uh, I play guitar and I sing in the band, and um, I kind of kind of just bring I kind of just bring these songs to the table and um, flesh them out with all my guys, you know. It's it's fun. It's it's a uh, it's a very refreshing group. Yeah, a lot of stuff I've done prior to this has just kind of been me all by myself, just kind of tracking everything, mm-hmm. which is fun and you know useful for demoing out and and whatnot. But I I really like this band and the group of guys I'm playing with because it's just a it's it's a human element that you can't get. Uh, just tracking everything it by seems, yourself. It seems like you guys are very in sync. Like, uh, it's, or at least like, um, it feels very cohesive. Like, and I know that sounds like redundant talking about a band, but, uh, it's, it's got, it's kind of like a zone that you guys, when I, I saw, I've only seen you perform the once at, at Ghostlight, but, um, it, it, there's something, it was something very relaxing about watching you guys perform. I, I, uh, I appreciate that. I think, I think a big part of it has to do with, you know, all our backstories and how we all ended up on that stage playing together, mm-hmm. and where we all come from, and previous bands and stuff like that. And I mean, that's, it's it's good to hear you say that because that's that was a big goal of this band from the start was, to make it about, make it about the tunes, mm-hmm. and having a good time forever and always and again that sounds kind of redundant as well but it actually is what yeah it makes us the happiest you know what i mean yeah we're not Um, trying to go up there and be people that we aren't totally i think we've all we've all done that forever and we're finally at a point now where we're just gonna be ourselves and have fun well let's let's talk a little bit about who you are where where do you hail from where's where were you birthed from. I was birthed at St. Mary's, if you want the actual details. Yeah. St. Mary's Full Hospital. gruesome details. Five Mile in the Van in Livonia. Wow. Born and raised in Livonia, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up not far from there, too. That was my town. <laughs> we had Bates Hamburgers. We got the Looney, yes. ba- Looney Baker classic. Yes. Livonia Staples. Looney Baker know. is probably the best donuts ever. Someone once told me Looney's were, uh, were, uh, were great men were made. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know what it. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> what it means is, in uh, in all of Livonia, this this bland suburb, you get this twenty four hour donut shop that you yeah. inevitably spend all your hours at. Mm-hmm. And before you're twenty one, you're not gonna hang out at bars. So what no. are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna drink either hang out at the, cups of coffee the Livonia at a donut shop. or the Ram's Horn on yeah. on, a, on a middle belt. <laughs> <laughs> Which burned down. Burned down, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I watched it burn down. <laughs> that was really sad. I was in I was at I was down at Wayne State at the time and uh my mom calls me and she's like, Ram's horn's burning down and I drove all the way there just to check just, it out. Just to see it and I like a, a, a single tear shed. So many end, hours. That was spent. the end of an yeah, era. Horn. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, I grew up in Livonia. Um 
you know, my parents still live there. Um, I'm currently living in Westland, you know, not mm-hmm. too far from there. Yeah. But um, it's funny. There was, um, there was a venue in Livonia, a very short-lived venue called The Junction. The Junction? It was on Middle Belt, and it was uh, in some plaza with a dentist office. And it was actually like some plaza church type deal. And this was a this was a time in my life where any venue, no matter what, you ha- you had to play it. And mm-hmm. you didn't also didn't think too much about it. So you'd end up playing the same venue like every week for a month straight because you just wanted to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, like you're getting the same people there every time, but you know, and these these venues like this would pop up for a couple months, and then they'd go under. And this place was actually pretty funny. It was it was it was a technically a church, but it was in a plaza. And like at shows, the the priest of the church would show up and introduce each band. <laughs> it was really funny. And then he would on the mic. There were some nights we would play, and he would get on the mic, and ask anyone in the crowd, all five or six people that showed up. Which is pretty standard, and he'd do like pizza orders. <laughs> this guy would run down to Little Caesars or wherever, and then he'd sell concessions. And I was like, you know, it was also the time in your life where you thought you were too cool for school, you know. So mm-hmm. we all thought it was lame, you know. But looking back, I was like, that dude is the man. Yeah, just hooking up pizza for these young kids, just trying to rock, you know. Yeah. But we played there a million times, and that's how I met two of the guys from uh, the Miles, Mark and John Lebecki. You know, and the I, brothers extraordinaire. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they had a band called Undesirable People, and hmm. again, an, uh, an era of time where a gig's a gig, and you play anything, no matter what. And they're from the east side, out in St. Clair Shores, so they drove a good. Oh wow! This was in the winter, so with traffic, yeah, they probably drove well a good. They drove like a good hour. Yeah. On a weeknight, must have been a two. I think it was a Tuesday. No, still in high school. Uh, it was just out of high school. Okay. So they drove. Probably an hour to this stupid plaza church in Livonia, <laughs> to where they knew probably two or three people were going to be there. But I mean that at that time you just you just want to play no matter what. Yeah. So it was me. I was playing solo, and then they showed up, and then we just we just hit it off, and then we've just we've remained friends ever since nice. for seven eight years now, and filled in for each other's bands. And, uh, you know, I've done tours with them. They've done tours with me and all our DIY stuff. And here we are now. When did you start uh, making music? Like, what got you interested in it? Um, well, I've, I've, been playing, I've been playing music my whole life. Uh, drums. It's funny. I play guitar and I sing in this band, but drums are actually my number one yeah. primary instrument. That's the... Uh, the only instrument I've been formally trained on. Mm-hmm. I started playing drums when I was five. My dad was a drummer and my grandfather was a drummer, so it's been in the family. And I've stuck with it, and I still do it to this day. It's it's my number one. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I've been playing drums forever. And then getting into high school, I start you know you start playing in one thousand bands. And yeah, especially the, as a drummer, I imagine. Yeah. Few and five between. It's so, it's so funny. Drummers are always the guys that are in f- five or six bands at a time. Yeah, and that was me forever. Um, but through that, you know, 
picked up guitars, always always wanted to write. It's so funny, especially too, uh, in like middle school when you start jamming. You always have a guy that plays guitar. You have a friend that plays guitar. He comes over. You jam for like an hour. And then you maybe take a 20-minute break and play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. (laughs) Cook up your Totino's pizza rolls. Yep. And then you switch because the guitar player always wants to get behind the drum kit. And I always want to get behind the guitar. Oh, wow. So then you just shit it out. Play like shit. (laughs) And you just figure it out. But it was always fun. You just do that forever. Just taught myself how to play guitar. That's awesome. You know. And then started writing songs in high school um, with the garage with the with the the garage band era. Mm-hmm. So once we got a MacBook in the house, it was all over. Oh, the actual like program garage band. Yeah, I thought you were saying like the era of garage bands, like being no. in garage. <laughs> no, I'm talking real garage yep. band hours. <laughs> garage band put put a lot of hours in the garage band, but yeah. once I once I figured out. Computers had inbuilt microphones, and GarageBand. I just, <laughs> I just started writing a million songs. And I just fell in love with it, and I've just stuck with it. And it's, it's a real passion of mine. Yeah, it's, it's fun to play drums and, and serve the tunes and be that role in a band. But it's fun to kind of be on the forefront and just create, and then yeah, just see where things go from there. So you are uh, you are a member of the uh, excellent band Fireworks. Our good friend of the show, Kyle O'Neill, is also a member of, uh, and you're also in the band Tiger's Jaw. That's correct. Um, so, and you were you were a member of both those bands, obviously before uh, before Teddy Roberts and the Mouse became a band. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what kind of led you to going down this path of of starting this group uh, and a totally different style? Than like way different style than yeah. both of those bands. Um, uh, so what kind of, yeah, what kind of led you to uh, going this direction? Well, I a big I I currently play in Tire Shaw still, and that band is a full time commitment for me. Yeah, that band keeps me on the road six months out of the year. Oh wow! Still, um, yeah, I mean they're pretty they're they're going strong. Yep, mm-hmm. and you know, so so we tour pretty heavily as did as did Fireworks and yeah. um. But like you know, Biscuit. yeah. <laughs> told me that's right. Funny, <laughs> funny you bring up Limp Biscuit. I'm on a huge Limp Biscuit kick right now. Really <laughs> obsessed. Once you meet Fred Durst, you you get you get into. It. I love him. I <laughs> I could give you a, an entire thesis on chocolate starfish, hot dog <laughs> flavored water, water, but we'll save that for another time. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what's well, a whole separate yeah. show. That's another that's another <laughs> dangerous topic that I can't get started on because I won't shut up about it. That's the Bizcast. Yeah. If that gives you any insight as to my musical background, it does and influence. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, you just got to think like every band I played in in high school, and all these projects I was a part of, they all lead towards the next one, mm-hmm. and that's that's how it works. You play in a band, you play a million shows, you play bars to just the sound guy at two a.m. But you love every second of it, and just doing that year after year, you meet people and things lead to one another. I landed uh, the fireworks gig with Kyle and company, great friends, and then you know that band was like a big was a big turning point for me. Yeah. That was that was one of the first bands that kind of bumped me up to a different level of playing and touring. Yeah, you know, before that it was all DIY. We'd book tours uh, on our own. 
and it was a blast and did a lot of really cool things. This was fireworks for me. It was just kind of overnight, you know, get a call. And the next thing you know, you're circling the planet a million times, just kind of blown away, you know, yeah. but you know, fireworks start slowing down. I get the gig with Tiger's jaw and I'm still full time with Tiger's jaw. And I think just this nonstop, um, just this nonstop schedule and grinding of touring and then being home in the early years, figuring out like what you do when you're home with your time kind of led me to doing the miles as, as the current band now. And I think the genre too. Yeah. I fell in love yep. with country music the last three or four years. The, the thing that I, I, the Ava brothers are my favorite band of all time. Yeah. Uh, bar none. Um, but and like your the style the songwriting reminds me very much of that uh, so that I feel like that's another reason it feels like emotionally connected to, to yeah. the, the, the Teddy Robinson the Miles music well, the Avid Brothers is a great band I love that band they got that second gleam EP yes. that acoustic I I was obsessed with that one for a while yeah it's funny I mean I I would say I've I've always loved acoustic and folk music mm-hmm. for a very long time I remember being in high school, being obsessed with that band Nickel Creek, and they're they have a lot of bluegrass roots and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I mean, you know, just kind of really diving into it. But yeah, over the last three or four years, I just became obsessed, like truly obsessed with country music. And I think uh, for a couple of reasons, one being it was it was it's very fresh for me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I didn't love country music my whole life. Yeah. And then being younger and playing bands, I think I said earlier, everyone at some point in their life thinks they're too cool. And, you know, you bring up the name, you bring up these like huge pop country names, you know, and that's a whole other conversation, but you just think everything's lame and stupid because, you know, you're into punk music and, you know, you play in hardcore bands here and there and you do what you want. And then the idea of, you know, Someone putting on Brad Paisley when, you know, I mean, for me at least, you know, I was like, that shit's lame. Get it out of my face, you know? Yeah. But as you mature, you realize, like, music's music at the end of the day, and you like what you like. And I have no shame in saying that, like, I hated certain things. I thought I hated music for the wrong reasons. But touring a shit ton, just being on the road, just feels so good to just listen to country music out yeah. there on the road and then playing it is really is just really refreshing for me because it's so different from what I've you know been doing with my life for the last I mean like touring full-time five or six years and then before that just playing locally yeah and I think a big thing too that I love about country music is how it's not maybe maybe the stuff I'm listening to but for me Country music is more like telling entire stories in a matter of three and a half minutes than, you know, painting, painting a picture of a specific, of like a specific moment. Totally. You know? Yeah. All my old bands and, you know, like emo, all the emo bands and like indie stuff is very, you know, metaphorical and like, like really. Yeah. Honing in on like a single emotion. Yeah. And like you can really, really draw single emotions out and, and paint really cool pictures with those kinds of lyrics. Yeah. With country music, you don't really have to, 
I mean, there's exceptions to everything, but a, lo- a lot of country music is just start. You start a song, and by the end of it, you get an entire story, start to finish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about it. You know, is it's just the storytelling aspect of it. Yep. And just, to, I mean, I feel like it's getting becoming more because for a long time, I feel like it was like very niche. It was, it was like it, all. I mean, that you say, I say that, but it's like also still always one of the most popular music genres. But I feel like it's becoming more part of like the popular mainstream again, like especially with like Casey Musgraves winning, yeah. winning the uh, Grammy this year, which that album is phenomenal. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think good country is, uh, is on the rise again. <laughs> I, I, I sure believe it, you know, yeah. and it's, it's funny, you know, you could call the miles, a country act, you know, you can call it whatever you want. Americana. It has, it has, <laughs> it has country elements to it, you yeah. know, but I think a big thing for this band was and I'm writing these kinds of songs in my head. I was like, I want to make a country album. And then, you know, you realize like, like what actually makes something country? Is it your, is it your voice? Is it your instrumentation? Is it your the lyrical content and whatnot? And then with this stuff, I was like, I'm a, I'm a Livonia, Michigan raised white mm-hmm. boy like I got <laughs> I got no country in me you know what I mean so it's like I'm not gonna go up there and try and sing different to, to fit the yeah. mold yeah you know but like with in, like a twang or <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna have not a gonna different Keith voice <laughs> no. the guy's Australian he yeah he's like Australian a... <laughs> too you know I'm just gonna go up there and, and and just be myself and I think I think the instrumentation on the album really, yeah. really plays a part. That in it lap too. guitar, gets we got the, the, the pedal steel played by um, Brent Allen. He's actually is that what that's called? Pedal steel, yeah. Oh. There's two of them. There's, okay. there's two different instruments. People, people mix the two up. There's lap steel and pedal steel. Oh, lap has no pedals. It's just slide, just slide guitar essentially. Pedal steel has, you know, these. Actual pedals and these like knee levers, oh, and has the slide on top, but you actually bend the notes with your feet. That's like one of my and favorite instruments, your, and I didn't. Your I, to the side. I, know any, I don't know anything about it. I feel like. it's the it's the coolest instrument. Yeah. And when I was when I was introduced to Brent, Mark and John have been friends with him for a while. He's actually um, the newest person in the group that I know. He's great. First time he brought that thing over to a practice, I just lost my mind because I've always loved that instrument. And I feel like I have a pretty good handle. Like, I've, you know, some instruments are easier to just kind of like, you know, let me mess around with this. You know, mm-hmm. I sat down on that thing and I couldn't even, I can't even get a note out. It's just, you really got to want it to yeah. play that thing. So I have a lot of respect for Brent just deciding yeah. he's just going to dive into this instrument head first. And he's a killer player. It's a beautiful instrument. Yeah. And and I think it really, it really colors the record. Yeah. Big time. In, in a... A, it gives it that you're driving down a, like a highway feel, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, you 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 hear that thing go and you instantly start. Yep. Just it instantly paints a vibe. Heck yeah. You know, I love it. I love that thing. Well, I want to talk about uh, your your debut album, Never Want to Die. But first, I think we should play a song from it so people can kind of uh, get a feel for what we're talking about here. Uh, so uh, this first song, Bolo Brothers. Uh, tell me a little bit about this. What what's the song about? This song, um, that actually might be my my favorite song on the album. This song is um, the the culmination of everyone in this band and what we're trying to do with this band. 
which is make it about the music, serve the tunes, and have fun. Um, all our previous bands, we spent years trying to be, trying to find like follow this formula of being a band, you know, trying to make your shit look good online, trying to be professional, trying to always have good gear, and just like your classic growing pains of being in a band and dealing with all all this bullshit that comes with it and being upset when people don't like it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And realizing why like why do you care? Like you're playing music. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like we literally wrote this song and after after we all wrote this song, we we were just like playing it back, just this demo and you know, I, I like I truly felt like I could actually care less if anyone on planet Earth likes this yeah. at all. I was just so pumped that I we were feeling this tune. And I mean, like l- lyrically, the song is about here we are. We're we are mature, grown men and we're deciding to start a, a new band, you know, you know as we're getting older and like do and just realizing like who cares like we're going to play music forever and we're going to play shows there's going to be two people there and I'm going to have a blast regardless you know you go through times where there's two people there and you your whole life is turned upside down and you're just upset you're younger cuz you put all this all this weight into your bands and but you realize like w- with this band and this song in particular it's just about the tunes, man. Heck you know, yeah. everyone kind of yeah. gets their own in the chorus. Everyone gets like a everyone gets a lick here and there, and it's fun and it's cool. I'm excellent. I'm I'm happy about it. Well, happy here, how it turned out. Here is Teddy Roberts and the Mouths with Bolo Brothers. <laughs>
Mama, <laughs> I love that song. Baby Boy. Uh, so that song is off of your debut album, Never Want to Die, uh, which was released this year. Uh, now I'm trying to, I'm struggling. Was it, it was April, correct? April, April yeah. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> you talked about uh, how you guys kind of got together and, and wanted to start this new journey, but uh, uh with with this album uh but now that it's out uh how does it feel looking back on it and um and and going forward with it we all are so surprised at how it actually turned out mm -hmm. you know as far as anything i've done you know at a local level it's got the you know the reception has been great people yeah. people really like it and I'm glad to hear it. You know, yeah. we we put a lot into it. I've been, I kind of wrote, I had, I wrote all these songs over the last year and a half. And we were just talking about it for a long time. Just, you know, trying to figure out the right time and the right way to do it and where to do it and all this stuff. And having it just actually be done and available you know, to listen anywhere and, and people actually be receptive to it is, is just great. You know, we love it and couldn't, couldn't be happier with how it turned out, honestly. What is your process for uh, approaching a song? Like, uh, do you get like a, a tune in your head or uh, do you start kind of like brainstorming some lyrics first and how does that come together? I think that it's all different and some songs, you know, there's no one right way to to make a song it's just kind of what happens i think a lot of the songs on this record i wrote the lyrics and the melody at the same time with my acoustic guitar right at my house or on tour with tiger's jaw before sound check just sit out somewhere you know and it just it goes from there, and then these these songs got demoed out probably ten times on my own. I I recorded them all myself just with an acoustic guitar, um, and then you know demo out a full band version, and then we play it, and then that's what I love about all all the guys in the band is they are just 
the most amazing musicians and we just we just straight up jam like when we practice the first hour we just we just mess around and that kind of bleeds into the songs yeah like i'll i'll bring the song to the table i'll show everybody the arrangement and then we play it and then halfway through playing it we don't even have to say it we don't have to to verbally say anything i just look at john and i just start playing a lick and he just catches it and then we go into some shit and then that's got to be the best feeling it's great like man like i yeah okay you'd have to be like okay write it down like yeah Yeah, and then and then we all just start laughing about it because whatever we did was like we were like that part was sweet and then you know it starts getting your gears turning and then you start hearing new things and then the songs just get molded and then you know the actual recording process same thing happens in the studio here's a song you've probably heard one billion times and you're tracking it and then halfway through tracking you just decide to be like you know what let's just let's just cut the drums out completely for the first two minutes of this song. You know, it's just decisions like that just mm. happen. But I think the base of the song always starts with, you know, I'm on an acoustic guitar and I've got a melody. I usually don't like writing melodies first and then trying to piece lyrics into it. I like, I like it when they're both happening at the same time. That feels the most natural to me. When uh, going through like, tracking stuff uh and you have to like make a decision and you, you try to make a decision like that like uh cutting drums out or cutting this part out and you like do you ever have to like face like any sort of egos or anything like i'd like that drum part or you know like just no it everyone in the group we are all everyone's there for the right reasons you cool. know everyone is there to I, can't, I i feel like this is my my phrase of the day but everyone's there to serve the tunes you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> Like, no one's there to show off. Awesome. No one's there to be like, look how look how fast I can play this. Or, you know, look how flashy this drum fill is. If the song doesn't need a flashy drum fill, it's not going to get it. Yeah. It's so funny. I could probably make a list of 10 bands I was in high school that if I played you the demos, it's just drum. It's just show off. They're just show off records. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that's a... As as embarrassing as some of my older stuff might be, I'm glad I did it. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta do it to get it out. You know that's how you learn. You know, John is is one of the most amazing drummers I've ever met, and he could he could shed all over this entire record, but he didn't. And I think that's what makes the album. That's awesome. Is is the is the maturity and the restraint in certain times. You know what I mean? And you know. Same thing with me. I could have I could have just layered riffs and riffs on this thing and harmony walls, but it's like figuring out what it actually needs. Yeah. And I think that's what that's what that's the treatment that this album got. And we were all pumped on it because, you know, no one's butt hurt about losing a part or losing a fun thing because in our minds we're just well, we'll just make another record. You know, yeah. it's that kind of band. It's not like we're gonna sit on this one for five years. No, we're just going to keep writing music. Speaking so. of which, uh, I know that you just released this album, uh, uh, what, three months ago, but, yeah. uh, just, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask if you, uh, got starting to work on anything, any new material or if you got a tour or anything coming up, uh, or we've shows. got, we've got a handful of shows coming up. Uh, we've got one July 13th in Kalamazoo. Um, and September is actually looking like it's going to be pretty busy. 
we got a headlining gig at PJ's Logger House. Yes, I love that place. Which that's going to be really fun. That's our favorite. That's our favorite place to play. That's so cool. Our only goal with this band was to was to get a hundred people at PJ's, and then we'll and then we'll hang it up after that. <laughs> no, don't please don't do that. We won't hang it up. But <laughs> if and anything beyond that, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But we just want to play PJ's and have a good time, drink a shit ton of beer and call it a day. You know. Yeah. That's that's the plan. As far as new music, we're always I'm always writing songs. You've got a handful of stuff in the works right now. Awesome. Might drop an uh, an entire new record in the fall just because whatever. Please, it's that. That kind. would be such a perfect time. You for know, it. <laughs> I think the this kind of music lends itself to that. Release it before September twentieth because uh, I'm getting married and going on a road trip honeymoon, and I feel like that'd be perfect. <laughs> to that's have. great. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we'll. I'll take note of that. Also, congratulations. <laughs> Thank I had, you. I had no idea. Thank you. I, well, I mean, I'll at least definitely be listening to Never Want to Die on that trip. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll have maybe we'll have something out before that. <laughs> cool. You know, it's funny, too. You think of guys like Willie Nelson and Dolly Parton. And yeah. You go down that road. Those people are releasing two or three records a year sometimes. Yeah. And it's just so funny to think larger rock bands these days follow the pop formula of putting an album out and... and touring nonstop for two and a half years and that's totally fair you know and i think that's what needs to happen Mm -hmm. depending on what band you're in you know what i mean you know but i think with i I like to think you know this kind of music we're playing we could put out another record in the fall and people won't be burnt out nope you know what i mean it's just i don't know it's just songwriter type stuff and I just want to keep. We just want to keep putting music out, you know. Absolutely. So that's the plan. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get something. Who knows? Awesome. So this next song that we'll be we'll be uh, playing here. Uh, this is my favorite song off the album, uh, and it is probably my favorite song of the year or the last couple of years. Like, um, I love this song so much. Cool. Uh, and uh, let's talk about it a little bit. It's called "Never Want to Die." Um, what what kind of went into writing this song? Um, what's uh what what's it about? I guess it's, uh, this song for me was um. I wanted I wanted to write it. I wanted to just write a very uplifting song that is like basically. I I want I wanted to capture the idea of like instead of. Let me let me try and phrase this the right way. I think it's so easy to get caught up in all your own shit and then like when you have a good day, you know, you enjoy that day. But and then you then you know, two days after that you forget of the good time you had. And I'm trying to just capture that feeling every day and realize like I can make a list of a hundred things that might be going wrong or, you know, you you look at the grand scheme of the planet Earth of, of planet Earth. And, you know, you can choose to view it two ways. You know, you can you can be upset about it. You can try and change it. But I think just being alive is fucking awesome. Yeah. I think actually, you know, yeah, you, you might get, you know, you have a stressful weekend, but you get one hour that's just like, let's say you're in an amazing mood and you love it. That hour is worth that entire weekend of whatever you dealt with. I think being human is the coolest thing. The fact that we actually get to just exist and like have all this shit at our fingertips and just 
beyond this stupid ball that's floating in outer space. Like what, what the hell does, is it even mean? I don't know, but it's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to like soak it in while I can, you know, that's kind of the, that's, that's essentially the whole point of the song. Great. Awesome. You know, so maybe a little bit long winded, but (laughs) I love it. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, So here is Teddy Roberts and the Mouths with Never Want to Die, the titular track of the album. Absolutely. 
Yes. Uh, so amazing. Love that song. Um, and it is time to bring on our next guest. But before we do, uh, I have a, a special edition of a show that I, I think that it airs on PBS. Uh, it's a little clip from the show, and I think you guys are really going to love it. It's called This Ugly Fucking House with Rocco Costaccioli. Uh, and we will be back after this. Welcome to another edition of This Ugly Fucking House, brought to you by PBS and paid for by viewers like you. But not like you, my asshole roommate Daniel. Pay your fucking rent, buddy, or I'll vertical suplex you through the coffee table again. My name is Rocco Costacholi. Today on the show, we take a real hard look at a new construction that has that old colonial spin on it. The homeowners are these two absolute schmucks who are far too trusting in their contractor, Dan and Melinda Fartley. Say hi to the good people, Fartleys. It's Hartley. Hartley. Alright, Fartleys, let's get inside and take the tour. I'm already sick to my fucking stomach over this sad sack of excuse of landscaping. Uh, okay. Seriously, did, did you get dropped on your head when you were shearing these hedges or what? This yacht is fucking ugly. Fucking ugly. Well, this is the foyer. We wanted a warm and welcoming entrance into the home because we entertain a lot of guests. Oh, I'm already entertained, lady. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, as you can see, we went with an antique chandelier pulled from a ballroom in Paris. It plays well in the sunlight and is even more elegant at night. Pal, the only thing this plays well in is the pH balance in my gut. <laughs> I swear I got fucking heartburn from this thing. Oh, okay. Would, would you like to see another room then? Only if it's got some goddamn acid in it because Jesus Christ. Oh. Aggressive attitude. This is the study, which is my personal favorite, as I spend a lot of time reading and bird watching. You got beautiful cam lighting in here. That's great. Wow, so you like it? Of, co of course I don't fucking like it, you chump. Who needs cam lighting in this study? Who even who even studies? <laughs> what, you got a big test coming up? You got a big social studies test? War of 1812 shit? F fucking nerd! Idiot! Well, I never. Ha! Huh, I'm getting friggin' sick over here. Ugh. Make, make way, I'm gonna... <coughs> I'm gonna Ralph. I'm gonna Ralph. We can move to the family room. Oh, for the love of God, no! I, are you trying to kill me? God damn it, clear out! I'm, I'm gonna Ralph. <coughs> All over this gaudy shit carpet. That carpet is a Capolini. <coughs> oh. I, I gotta go. Oh, these chestnut cabinets. I think we're giving me jaundice. This house is this house is fucking ugly. Fucking ugly. I'm gonna cut to commercial. God damn it, I'm gonna... Oh, I'm gonna hurl. Oh, oh I'm gonna... Look at Ralph. Somebody get me my shit bucket. Wow, that was something, huh? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so great. Uh, so now we are going to be welcoming on our next guest. Are you are you excited about this, uh, Teddy? Do you uh, are you yard uh, sale attendee often? 
attendant. Frequently, yeah. yeah. Found some cool you things some cool along the there. way. Well, this person, uh, she has made a a career out of it. Uh, she's a professional yard salesperson. I'm not sure if that means that she's sell- she has like a her own yard sale or she like consults at other ones, but I guess we'll find out. Uh, so please welcome Tilda Higginbottom. Thanks for having me on. I'm sorry, Tilda. I forgot to turn your microphone on. Oh, it's okay. I think you could hear me from other people's microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It certainly could. I'm uh, a. The first thing that comes to my mind. Sorry. uh, The first thing that comes to my mind. You are the third person with the last name Higginbottom that I've had on this show. Yes, my family is the reason I'm on here. You guys are all related. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't even know the first two were related. Yeah. I just thought it was serendipitous. Wow. Uh, Wow. That's so. That's pretty amazing. Um, so you are a, uh, professional yard salesperson. Yes, that's me. Um, Tilda. so I guess what, what does exactly does that mean? Do you, do you just have like a very large yard or a lot of stuff in your house that you often sell like throughout the year? Or do you go to other people's places and help them sell yards, <laughs> sell their stuff? I consult sometimes. Yes. But most, most of my income is made through uh, selling myself, yeah. Selling big, yourself, yeah. Selling stuff yourself. Selling stuff myself. Okay. Haha, <laughs> Michael, I don't do prostitution. Good. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, to each their own, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So you are you a hoarder? Like, do you just have a constant, um, like a lot of stuff? Uh Well, no. There's no dirty diapers in my house. Okay. Good. Okay. I. Is that you're just saying that because you don't have? children? I would like to say I'm a functional hoarder. Yes. <laughs> okay, but you don't have children. I don't have children. So no. there wouldn't be dirty diapers in your house. Well, you never know. You wonder. You see those shows and you go, "How did a dirty diaper get in there?" Yeah. So, but if you did have kids, you wouldn't have dirty diapers laying around the house. No. Like it's not filthy. You don't just have garbage laying. Everywhere. Correct. Correct. Saying. I mean, the, the, th- things are moving. Things are constantly. As and, I sell things, you know, I'm constantly yeah. refilling. Uh, you know, so, my garage. So do you? So you're a hoarder in the. In the sense that um, you just have a constant inventory, or it's just stuff that you've collected yes, throughout yes. the years? Yes, it, It's stuff I've collected throughout the years. You know, it's uh, the reason I sell, you know, items like this is because uh, it's got memories. Yeah. And I'd like to get like $5 for people's memories. Yeah. <laughs> At uh, least. So, kind of, what got, a, what got you started down this path? What, uh, what made you realize that you wanted to make a career out of? Selling, I don't know. Uh, you know, I always just like uh, selling stuff. You know, I would go to school and I would sell the shirt off my back, and oh. I would come home with five dollars. And I, my mom would be like, "Where's your shirt?" And I go, "I got five dollars." <laughs> and she goes, "This shirt costs ten dollars. You're yeah. making a loss." But I, but just, you didn't pay for it. So something you're about making a profit. Yeah, exactly. Something about ah, I, somebody owned this and somebody wanted it. Like there's something uh it's the rush serendipitous oh, yeah. about it. Yes, it's yeah. The rush. It's the hustle. It's that hustle life. You know? You, you got a blank face. You don't know what I mean by hustle? Uh, no, what do you mean? It's by like that? uh you know, like hustling. You're 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 kinda making a, a quick buck. Yeah, like doing yeah. Your, doing making, your thing on the making side. moves on your own, on your yeah. on your own yeah, time. You're not like answering to anyone, you're you're just doing your thing. Yeah, you know, I'm not like a skilled laborer, so no. I can't make anything and uh, you know. But other people make good stuff, and uh, why yeah. can't I Sell make it. a buck off of it? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, so. You would had when was your first time you like heard of a yard sale or 
uh, kind of realized that's what you wanted to do? I guess just, you know, taking a walk around my neighborhood, and I go, what's this, a garage sale? And I uh, walk up, and uh, there's chinas, and there's plates, and mm-hmm. there's, uh, you know, Smurf dolls, and mm. there's, uh, you know, it's just, wow, it's like you wouldn't see this all in one store, but you're no. seeing it in a garage sale. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're, you're fascinated by it? Yeah. I go, what, 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 where else are you going to find Highlander on VHS? Nowhere. And uh, a, a set of knives. <laughs> you can buy, those are both the things that I need needed when I left the house exactly. today. And I yeah. get them all one, all one place. I go, this is magical. And the fact that somebody somebody used these. And, uh, you know, they probably had a fancy meal. And they go, wow, this Highlander movie is pretty good. You know, Sean Connery. <laughs> He's uh he's going places. So did you at that point had you already accumulated a lot of stuff just by hoarding it, or at that point did you kind of realize that oh I need to start accumulating stuff so I can successfully have yard sales? Uh so yeah, you know I was selling all my stuff and uh, I was, you know, I was just like ah oh, God, I don't got enough stuff. Yeah, I'm just selling like basic stuff I have around the house. So I started you know building up. Yeah, I started. Looking at other sales and, you know, going to, you know, Salvation Armies and, Mm. you know, scrounging around. I go, someone would buy that. I could pay. I could buy that and then sell it for a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You go and find yourself in any, any, like, weird, shady places? Well, if it's in a dumpster, it's free, as far as I'm concerned. So that's all I'll say about that. That's all I'll say about that. I've been places, but. I just assume you've been in dumpsters. Are you on like a yard sale a week kind of deal? Or are you are you open Monday oh, I, through Friday? I'm a I'm a, a, a Sunday to Saturday person. Oh, I'm, I'm 24 seven hours? days. I'm all the time looking. Twenty four hours. Twenty four hours. You're I'm open always 24 on twenty four hours. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So you, who's you just, running uh, the business right now? I got a ring doorbell. Just you know on a. Bake sale table out, and I say, "Yeah, press the button if you want to make a sale." I'm, a, I'm hip. I'm with it. Oh man, I'm so connected. Are you, are you worried that or have people like stolen your merchandise before? Sometimes, you know, but I think it's just the teenage kids yeah. making a, a ruckus. They go, uh, I could buy a skateboard with this or something." Yeah, with what? <laughs> Whatever they like, steal, you know, like a precious whatever they steal. Statue. I know. Uh, but most people, I believe, mostly in the. I have faith in humanity. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I haven't gone under. So open Saturday, you're open 24 hours, yeah. seven days a week, every day of the year, including Christmas and, and uh, Hanukkah. You got to hustle. Wow. Yeah. You get a lot of people need of stuff. And, uh, you know, I need to get rid of this stuff sometimes. Even like during heavy, heavy snowstorms, you, you just like put like a tarp out or something? Sure. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, you don't get a whole lot of people, but you never know. Somebody comes by, I need a shovel. I need some I go, I, I have one of those. And I have a Nordic track if you want one. <laughs> hey, I do, I do need, I mean, I'm on the market for a new Nordic track. Sure. I, I've got a couple that are, uh, you know, not in the best condition, but they could mm. use some homes. They probably sit, been out in the snow a couple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? They... They've been used. Yeah. Which is more than you could say about most Norda tracks. Yeah, that's true. What does the rest of your family have to say about your business yeah. venture? Uh, right. They think I'm a little eccentric, a little crazy. Yeah. They go, why don't you just have a normal job, Tilda? You know? Mm-hmm. I go, you know, it's just not for me. No? Not for me. No, I can't. I could never imagine myself behind a, a counter. You never thought about maybe like becoming like a salesperson for like a furniture store? No, like no, 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 
because those don't have memories. What a, a, you know? Oh, you only want to sell used stuff. Yes, you yes. Can become I, like a used go, car salesperson. What's the story behind a new piece of furniture? Oh, uh, this came off of a factory and it's gonna sit here for five years until someone, uh, some uh, young family buys it and goes, I could sit on this for the rest of my life. That's fair. Yeah, uh, I want the couch that has already been sat on for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to sell. Would you ever think about maybe like becoming a used car salesperson? You know, that's a great idea. I, I've never considered that. Yeah, I mean, like, those got some memories in it. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like you'd be good at that. Hmm. You know, I, not to discourage you from the job you're doing because it seems like you're, you're no, happy. I'm doing pretty well. But I could see adding a car or two to the yeah to the yard put sale. Some car, cars on the yard. I don't know the legality issues behind that, but I, I could think see that would be okay. Yeah, yeah drive just, it off. as long as you legally own the car. Drive. Drive, come to pick up a car and fill it up with a bunch of stuff while you're in. That it. is a great deal. Oh my God. Man, so we're, we're coming up with ideas. Maybe here. I'll sell like a mystery car and fill it up with you never know yeah. what. And uh, that can spice things up. That's hey, buy same. a mystery Honda and I'll just <laughs> fill it to the brim with stuff. Flat rate fee. Flat it's rate It's like gambling. Fee. It's like, oh, you get like, uh, who knows what you get. Yeah, it's like a little Could be crate. filled with marbles or it could be filled with like a PlayStation 3. Like, who knows? Like, I know uh, the young people are buying them loot crates. Yes. And uh, this is like a real loot crate, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much larger. Much larger. Mm-hmm. You get the possibilities of increased tenfold, a hundredfold. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so how long have you been doing this for? Uh, like I said, I, you know, since I was a very young child, I was just like selling, selling the clothes off so my like, back. And... Give me a decade. <laughs> A decade, yeah. a decade. Yeah. Wait, how old do you think I am? I just want to, uh, I'd say like late 60s. That's a little harsh, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> that's I, harsh. That's a little harsh. Is it? That's a, is like early 60s? All right, I was born in 1972. Oh, oh, oh boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. So you're only like, uh, what, what, the 40, 48 or something like that? I know my weight has drastically aged my face, and my body is just a shell of what it was. <laughs> I feel really bad, I'm no, sorry. No, it's okay. I, it, way off. It's, you're kind of encouraging me to go work out. <laughs> maybe, I'll, Nordic tracks. maybe I'll use one of them Nordic tracks <laughs> yeah. when I get home. Uh, boy, uh, so I guess my, the reason I asked is because the interest of somebody going to a yard sale in the 70s is probably, fo- would I assume, would be different than someone who'd be coming now. So how do you continue to refresh your stock so it's uh, relevant to the current interests of the current generation? Well, you know, that's one of the things that's kind of like a self-sustaining thing. The inventory of, uh, you know, other places where I scrounge around uh, kind of just... Uh, evolves with the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, so I heard something. Um, you kind of were mentioning it before. You were talking about like a serious, like a fire, like a there was some sort of fire that happened. Um, you might do you mind going into that a little bit? Yes, it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit for me to work up to that. Uh, yeah, there's a a great big fire in my parents' home. Oh, yes, like recently. No, it was, it was right as I was about to head off to college, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I I had accumulated a little bit of stuff. You know, I I was oh. I was a little traumatized. I was about to. So you lost a lot of stuff. I lost a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm. all those memories just up in flames. And you've just carried that with you. 
Like the the memory of that? Yeah, yeah. I think, God, what a shame. Mm-hmm. I could have got a lot of bucks off of that. I could have. What caused the fire? You know what? It was a faulty North Trek. The cats <laughs> had bitten through the power cord, <laughs> did and that, a spark went off. Do Nordic tracks have power cords? I didn't know they did. Yes, you plug it into the wall. Oh, I I guess I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I thought it was just, maybe I'm thinking. But I, I, hey, well, before the lawyers get involved, I, it wasn't a faulty Nordic track. It was my naughty, naughty cats that had okay. bitten, chewed through the power cord. It could have been anything. So it could have been a television set, a toaster, anything. Those cats were very bad, and I'm glad they're dead. I'm glad they oh died boy. in the fire. Oh, God. And I haven't owned a cat since. So don't sue Nordic Track. Sue don't sue Nordic Track. Sue... Nordic Track makes a quality product. I have three in my garage right now, if you want to stop by. Yeah. <laughs> boy. Uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. That's 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 very sad. It was. Did it anyone, was very traumatizing. Did anyone, any people, pass away? In no, the fire? no, no, no. Nah. Thankfully, good. That yes. Is good. That is very good. Just those evil fucking cats. <laughs> oh boy. Dead. Man. Did you did you finish college, or did you drop out early to pursue uh, the yard? Yeah. The you know, I, I dropped out early when wow. I found out that uh, I don't need this. You know, yeah. I'm making uh, a living off of uh, just. Doing resales. You were probably not being. You probably weren't able to do it as much when you were in college. Were your parents yeah. disappointed in you? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, they did not like it. They go. What were you going for in college? I was going for accounting. Oh, you could have made some good money that doing that. Yeah, but I, you know, again, another thing. It's just something I wasn't into. When you have when you have slower months where you can't put food on the table, do you? Do you think of the disappointment in your mother's eyes and maybe <laughs> reconsider your career path and realize that maybe? Well, she brings it up maybe, every chance maybe she gets. Setting a tarp on your driveway Monday through Friday might not be the best option. You know, it's, it's Saturday through Sunday. That well, tarp, I don't think that tarp goes away. You're starting to sound exactly like my mother, but yes, it <laughs> do, sometimes it does get to me. I go, maybe my mother was right. Maybe I should have get gotten a real job maybe i should go back to school uh but you know you keep going and uh i'll be reselling till the day i die you know if uh, that leads me to be homeless uh so be it is the is the fire the reason she doesn't talk to you anymore or is it the fact that you have garage sales for a living well you know she was kind of happy the fire happened because she goes all that shit is gone now you can focus on school you don't have an inventory, you know. Get a real job. Wow! And uh, you know she was uh, Makes furious. You she was furious. Yes, that Makes I, I had to rebuild my inventory. And... Makes you wonder. Yeah. If it was the cats. What are you suggesting, my love? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just that saying my mo- mother's mo- a psychotic pyromaniac. It just seems just weird to be happy about Do you your think house the reason down? that your dad left you and her? How did you know that? Is because. Well, Michael, the we met behind the dumpster earlier, and we had a long conversation. <laughs> okay. the, so. the stress from having to work, you know, two, two or three jobs at a time because you weren't getting a real job and deciding to do garage sales instead, you know, sent, sent her kind of over the edge and caused maybe turmoil in your parents' relationship. Do you think you're the root <laughs> cause of that? I think my dad, yes, my dad was supportive, and I think that definitely caused a rift. But I think uh, they were never in love, so 
You know, they were just Catholic and they were just married and beca- you think just it was because your fault that they were never in love. No, 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 no. Sure? But I definitely think it might have been one of the last straws. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. It was a horrific time for uh, my father and my mother. But yeah, I'm sorry. I, I apologize for laughing. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's I, you know, it's in the past. Uh, Teddy, I feel like you're. You seem like you're starting to have like a real emotional connection to this. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm. I'm feeling an energy in the room, mm-hmm. and it's not good. Yeah. I, I feel that. I thought it was romantic I, until I you feel, said it wasn't good. <laughs> I feel that you're the, the idea of a yard sale could be a cover-up. Are you oh. trying to mask something that maybe you oh, haven't uh, really tapped into yet? What? Oh. What? Like a cover-up for what? Why do you why do you sell shit every day? Like every day you have a tarp, and you are constantly selling all hours. But of like the day. but like yes. a, a, an occasional yard sale throughout the summer is totally fine because you're clearing space out of the house. You know yeah. what I mean? You're making room for the new, and like kind of resetting your structure and your whole life. Yeah. But if I, we're talking seven days a week, 365, we're talking you're going to thrift stores buying stuff to then just place on your driveway for half the price. You're not even making profit. Are you implying that <laughs> I just never gotten over the fire and I'm you're trying to replace the memories? for that... half of what you bought. I am all for re, uh, you know, repurposed goods, you know, and, and, and you know, you know, vintage apparel and furniture and, you know, and like, you know, resaving on shit, but you're not even looking out for your own self. Yeah. You're selling them for half the price. How are you making a living? I did not anticipate this interview to be make me rethink my whole life. Choices. I didn't either, I, but Teddy's making some wow, very good uh, words. Your mother left. You haven't <laughs> okay. seen your dad in how long? How many years has it been since you last spoke with your dad? It's been 15. Oh, my God. 15 years. And he was the supportive one. And he was the supportive one. Wow. And the last time he called, you missed it because you were outside. <laughs> how you, do you know this? Oh, I, I forgot I told you that by the dumpster. You, if I knew it was going to come back in my face. You were outside selling a china cabinet for $10. <laughs> You're not even thinking about yourself. You had bills to pay, and you sold a china cabinet. You could have made at least forty or fifty. You Why did I take ten dollars from that damn china you cabinet? You missed the call. I... You missed the call from your dad. <laughs> what is wrong with you? He <laughs> called the landline. <laughs> I'm just looking out for you. I'm I'm trying to think of this as a cleanse. Maybe it's a maybe it's a time to restructure the business, and maybe I don't know. You don't give it up. Maybe yeah. And get a life. <laughs> Perhaps you're right. You know, I'm I'm tired of hustling so hard. Maybe, maybe it's time to take a second look at things. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like uh, Teddy really struck a nerve. It seems like there was some truth. How there. hard is it to play drums? Could I maybe get a spot in the band? We, I can I can ask, yeah. you know. Second drummer. You know, you definitely accept. It's never too late for a know? career change, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I, I would I would offer you a slot, but you seem like the person that wouldn't really stand up for yourself. Yeah. Oh. You know? 
we'd tell you what you get paid and you'd be like, yeah, I'll take 10. I'll only, I'll only take, I'll take $5. You'll take $5 <laughs> for it. And to me, like, I don't, I don't even see that as like, oh, I'm keeping extra money. To me, that's just sad. That's ex- exploit. You feel like you're being, you're exploiting. I'm just using, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, you know what? <laughs> and I might not be making a profit, but I am Southeast Michigan's top yard sales person. Yeah, of the because year. you have your store open. You have your yard open, Ollie. No one can even compete. That's right. No one can even compete. You know what? No, fuck you. I don't want to. I don't oh. want to be a drummer. I'm happy with what I do. You know what? I might not make a profit, but it makes me happy. Okay. Well then. I take back everything I said. All right. If it makes you happy, that's all that matters. That's all he wanted. He just wanted you to stand up I just up wanted for you to be happy. You I'm transforming I mean? memories into new memories. Okay, but, but, until they put the gun down. No, 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 no. You buy this gun, and then you'll come and buy all the daughter tracks at my house. Hey, all right, I'll buy the gun. Jeez. All right, thank you. It's not loaded. I'll take $5. How do you know that? It's not loaded. Are you just bluff Eat, calling her bluff? Each of the bullets are, you... are $5 as well, oh. if you want. Oh, okay, you got the box of bullets there. Yeah. All right, Tilda, don't just point guns at people. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just got a little heated. You yeah. know, I question my life choices, and then, uh, you know, it's just... I thought it was going to be a nice uh, afternoon recording here. I thought so, too, but then we got real. Man, I'm sorry, Tilda. Whew, it's okay. I'm sorry, Teddy. It's okay. Gotta, it's okay. I'm, it's fine. I'm yeah. not normally like this. I'm not normally. Yeah. I'm normally uh, a cheery and um, much more negotiating. Not. I don't bring the gun out during sales. <laughs> I, I swear. Like I you swear. don't negotiate much because you take the lowest price every damn time. <laughs> Teddy. Christ. Teddy. Why? What do you have against Tilda? <laughs> did, did I sell you something that broke or something? Do you have a vengeance upon me? I got. I got two of these North Trackers. Oh, <laughs> shit, so you keep talking oh, about it. You bought Nordic tracks from, from Tilda and they don't work? Yeah, I'm pissed about I'm it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but no refunds, I told you that. Oh, man. This is, that's unfortunate. You can't just be selling faulty equipment to people, Tilda. Hey, 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 all sales are final, okay? You never know. That's not good customer service. No, it's a, hey, if it doesn't work as a Nordic track, you can use it as a paperweight. That's all the time we have for the show today. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Thank you, Tilda. Uh, is there anything you want to plug, Tilda? Thanks for having me on. Again, yeah, if you want some Nordic tracks or anything, you know, I've got a lot of... My inventory is always changing, so if you're looking for something, I might have it. Great. And, uh, Teddy, where can people find more from you, and, and what would you like to plug? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pissed about this garage sale bullshit. <laughs> Don't let Teddy dissuade you, okay? I've got some good, good stuff. Good stuff. Bullshit is what it is. Oh, oh man. We got a record out. It's called Never Wanna Die. It's uh, available Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, wherever you want to check it out. It's beautiful. Come to our, uh, please make the time. Head on down to PJ's Logger House. It's definitely a ways out, but um, it's going to be a good time. Excellent. September 6th. And go follow Teddy Roberts and the Miles on Facebook. And uh, do you guys have an Instagram? Instagram, or? yep. Yeah. Excellent. That's the whole deal. So Excellent. Uh, and uh, if you guys liked this podcast, you might like the other shows on Planet Ant Podcast, such as Fumbling Around, uh, hosted by my good buddy Tom Steinman. Uh, he talks local sports, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's very funny stuff. 
Uh, and if you like funny stuff, uh, come on down to the Planet Ant uh, this weekend and next. Uh, we're knee deep in our run of Nowheresville uh, right now alongside uh, Blasio Temple. Uh, and I am actually in Nowheresville uh, for this weekend, this this past weekend and this upcoming weekend. Then Nick Bulhanis is taking my spot. Uh, so yeah, come check it out. Uh, but yeah, that's our show. Uh, what this last song, uh, "Sweet Thing" by Teddy Roberts. Tell me a little bit about this song, uh, Teddy Roberts and the Mouths. It's a love song, baby. That's what it is. Love you know? song. Yeah. Hey. Finish off on a romantic tune. All right. We will be back next week with executive director of Planet Ant, Darren Shelton. Bye.
The Michael Debris Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Wow, that was great.